Hi everyone, welcome to episode 7 of the Mental Health Podcast. So today is going to be a little different, I'm going to do a Q&A. I put on my Instagram a couple of days ago um, asking if anybody had any questions. I also put the same question on um, my personal Instagram. So there's been quite a lot of deep questions. Um, so yeah, I'm just basically going to, I've chosen 20, um, I've put a couple in there. That I think would be cool to answer. Um, yeah, so we're just going to go right ahead into it. So, first one is how do you deal with stress and anxiety? So, for me, it's definitely been a journey as to how I've managed to be able to deal with this. I never used to deal with stress well at all. Um, had anxiety really, really bad. So, by the way, if I mutter or mumble or anything like that, I actually, I haven't planned, <laughs> I haven't planned out these questions, I'm literally just, they're non-rehearsed, so bear with me. But now how I deal with stress, I definitely um, get myself into a bath. If you listened to all the episodes, you know how much I go on about a good bath. Um, I get myself into the bath for a good hour, I have a couple of you know, really shitty magazines, um, and I read those, or I play my Mario Kart on my Nintendo, <laughs> I have a glass of wine or gin in the bath as well, and I literally bathe for like an hour, it, I just feel like it really makes me feel clean, it makes me feel good, I put a bath bomb in there or something, and it just makes me feel refreshed, like when I get out and then I lie on my bed after, I kind of feel like I've washed all that stress away, um, with anxiety, I just, I write things down, so, I'll write my worries down on like a worry tree and I will, sorry bear with me with this mic, and then I will um, bullet point what I'm anxious about and then draw a little dash and be like right what can I do to actually help this situation, so say I'm worried about my car breaking down, I'll be like right what can I do about this, I could take it to a garage to get a checkup, I could get my boyfriend to go and look at the car, or if it's something that I can't control, I'll be like, right, I can't control it, so why would I spend the rest of my day or week like worrying about this when I actually cannot know like what the outcome is going to be for it? Um, what makes you feel inspired or your best self? Um, I feel my best self when I've got my hair done, my makeup done, I'm going out with my friends. I definitely feel the most confident and the best that I am at that point when I'm sort of when I'm singing really loud in the car and you know having a laugh with my friends that's when I feel my best self what makes me feel inspired I'd probably say music music is the one thing that really does inspire me like if I hear a really really great song with amazing words in it that can put me in a creative mood, it can make me want to paint and draw, even though I can't even draw. <laughs> um, it will make me want to go through a heartbreak, even though I'm happily engaged. <laughs> Music just definitely inspires me to feel different things. If you could turn back the time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell her? So when I was 18, I was about to move to film school, so I would have told myself, to not take life so seriously, not take yourself so seriously, you'll go to film school, that won't even work out anyway, um, it's not about that, it's about 
your experiences while you're going through it. You'll go back home, you'll feel depressed as shit, but everything will be fine and you'll find you're happily ever after. Just enjoy it. Don't be depressed about it. <laughs> it's easier said than done, but hopefully I would listen to me. What's the most important thing you've learned in your life? Hmm. I guess probably my mindset, I suppose, like being positive. I've definitely started to get better at that because of the things I've been through with my mental health. I really did go through a time where I was just negative about everything and I feel like now that still does creep up on me. Like I, my family and my fiance, you know, they're always saying to me like, why are you so negative about that? Why are you saying that? Well, if it does work out and I have to kind of check myself and be like, yeah you're right like I am kind of you know still thinking negatively about everything whereas naturally if I didn't have mental health issues I'm quite a positive person and when I'm giving advice to other people I'm always saying you know like think of the positive things but I think that is quite important you know if you're negative about something only negative things are going to come from it you're just going to breed negativity whereas if you're positive then all that can come from that is a positive mood, then positive things happening to you. And I do definitely believe in the law of attraction as well. Um, you know, I mean, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I have really tried to manifest something and like it hasn't happened. I'm like, oh my God, that's a load of bullshit. <laughs> but even if it's not true, I don't think it hurts to, you know, practice it. What is your best tip for making the world a better place? Well, I'm not the Dalai Lama, so... <laughs> don't actually know um i'd probably just say being kind to people because if everyone was kind no one would get bullied no one would get abused no one would get neglected by their parents because everyone would be kind to each other so then those people that are neglected and abused they're not going to bully other people and that everyone's just sort of going to have a nice upbringing and then you know people are just going to be nicer all around and also, you know, help the old lady or the old man that's struggling with their shopping in Tesco's, you know, because that's going to make their whole entire week if you're the only person that's done something nice for them all week. Like, I just think that's, that does make the world a better place all round. What are you not very good at? <laughs> oh my God, a lot of things. Um, I'm not very good at maths. So I've got dyscalculia. Um... Well, it, I don't even know how to, um, sorry, <laughs> I just got totally sidetracked. Um, I started daydreaming that, just thinking about my, uh, you know, all around me are familiar faces. <laughs> thinking about my horrible maths classes at school. Um, yeah, I'm really, really bad at maths. I don't know my times tables. I don't know how to times anything. I can count and I can add up, but like that is literally pretty much, I can't take away. I can't, I'm, I'm just terrible at maths. I have dyscalculia, uh, got dyslexia, but with numbers basically. So even if someone says, oh, give me a number or like they give me their number, I have to read the number like four times because the numbers sort of like jumble around together. Really, really struggle with that. Tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on. Hmm. Probably um, 
astrology but then I know that lots of people agree with me on that but lots of people don't it's like I think people think astrology is like horoscopes but that that is bullshit that's like oh today this is gonna happen to you it's like really all Aquarians are gonna go through the same thing today I really doubt it um, astrology you know is so interesting to me and I really really believe in it because I think about you know all these ancient civilizations like ancient Egypt and stuff like that all the pyramids are you know in line with different stars and you know the thought of where you were born and what time you were born and where the stars and planets were when you were born having an impact on you know your life and how your personality is I think that's quite realistic really um you know you think about the moon and how that affects people and that gravitational pull and you know that's a planet so is it classed as a planet I don't know but yeah if that can affect you surely everything else can as well so I think there is definitely something to that like I did my birth chart for the first time the other day and I was amazed like I was so shocked like learning about all of that and how like it was saying what my young life was like and what my middle life was like and then what it's going to be like in the future it was just so correct it was amazing what's a common myth about mental health can you debunk it what's a common myth about mental health and can you debunk it i'd say a common myth about mental health is definitely um that you're an attention seeker and i think that comes from when you're younger you know i think a lot of people well at least they did in my school um they they like did you know self-harm but on purpose like retention really ridiculous you know scratching themselves and you know saying i've got this i've got this condition or whatever and they did do it for attention so then i think growing up you just kind of associate someone with mental health problems as someone who's seeking attention and it's just not the case at all like a lot of people that go through these things really deeply they don't tell anybody and they hide it and they self-harm in places you can't see etc etc so that is definitely something you can debunk like if you find someone who's been through really deep depression and you talk to them about all the ways that they've hid that because they don't want the attention to be on them I think that's definitely how you debunk that what advice would you give to someone wanting to enter podcasting um just go for it I mean I was thinking about it for a while didn't really know how to or how to go about it what I was going to do my podcast on um I think definitely you know think about your niche what are you going to do what you're going to focus the podcast on and just go for it don't think about what anybody else thinks about you if that's what you want to do you'll have so much fun doing it so just fucking do it what do you think is your unique skill that has helped you become successful in life? Jesus. Um, unique skill? I don't know. I don't really think... Well, I've definitely, I suppose, got a skill of... I can put my emotions on. Like, not. I don't mean like, you know, try and make myself cry or anything like that. I mean, I can fake being confident. I can fake... I can make people think I really know what I'm doing when I really don't <laughs> and I think that definitely has helped me because you know with me being anxious and depressed and stuff I have been able to have somewhat of a normal life and make people think that I'm okay and that I'm normal even though I haven't been 
So that's made me stand out a little less than what I probably would have done. And yeah, I definitely think that's that's helped me a lot in life. Um, who has been the most influential? Who have been the most influential people to you? Definitely my family. My family are all a range of different characters. Um, I've never really been influenced by a celebrity or, you know, my favourite pop star or anything like that. It's always just been the people around me, the people I know. So like my mum and how she's overcome her things like with her childhood and stuff. My dad, it's a really stressful job. You know, my granddad, how much he loves my nan and what a great husband and dad and granddad he is and his work ethic, you know, everything like that. Those are the people that have influenced me as my family. What do you feel most grateful for in your life? That's quite a cute one. Um, I feel definitely most grateful for my mental health, how it is at the minute, because I know it can change every day. I know that, you know, I wake up feeling okay and I'm grateful for that every morning. I'm like, right, today's gonna be an all right day <laughs> until something happens to trigger me, but you know, we'll talk about that. But yeah, I'm definitely grateful for that. I'm grateful for my fiance and my daughter and how happy we all are. What are you proudest of in your life? I'm definitely proudest of how I've been able to overcome adversities, like, you know, being bullied and having no one and, you know, auditioning for film school and getting out there and, you know, doing all of that and then being off medication for two and a half years. I just, I am really, really proud of how, how much I've managed to do. Um, in spite of having all those problems I really am proud of that and that's like one thing I can like totally brag about I'm just like I'm amazing because of that can you remember a time in your life where you felt most alone oh goodness I'd say when I'd finished film school I was still in London for a bit in this small little flat in East London my friend was still going to film school so I wouldn't see her in the day I couldn't get a job I couldn't find one um there was no wi-fi um you know I was my boyfriend had just broken up with me um I, I just felt I had no family no friends there I just felt so lonely day in and day out I was just by myself until I had to end up coming home um and that was terrible that was such a breakdown and really felt lonely I had no one to talk to no one to understand me no money it was just horrendous I was living off bloody beans how has your life been different than what you'd imagined so I definitely imagined that I would be an actress by now loving my life in London famous you know fame was never you know something that I wanted but that would have come with being, you know, a successful actress like what I wanted. And, you know, I will say I was talented. Well, I am talented in that way. I, I love to sing. I'm a really good actress. That was my thing. You know, I went to theatre school since I was like three, um, went to form an arts college. That was what I did. That was my thing. Um, you know, and so that's where I definitely thought I'd be. I'm glad I'm not there now. And maybe I'll go more into, you know, why that didn't work out. But I had an amazing time in film school but yeah it's definitely really really different my life now to what I imagined being settled working as a nurse and you know well a nurse's assistant really really different yeah
Do you have any regrets? This is a weird one because obviously there are some things, you know, that on the surface of stuff I would regret like sleeping with that weird boy or, <laughs> you know, um, breaking up with him when I did or, you know, those kind of things. But then I just think everything you do sets your life on a path and if I hadn't done those certain things in the exact way that I did, then I wouldn't have met my fiance now. I wouldn't have had my daughter. I wouldn't have, you know, it's just, you can't regret anything because everything you've done has just led you to this point. When was the last time you cried and why? Well, I cry at absolutely everything. So I cried today, actually, nearly had a panic attack in the car over something quite personal, um, so I won't go into it, but yeah I like to cry I never used to cry I literally went through times where I hadn't cried for like a year um but I've definitely learned through therapy and things like that get your feelings out and you'll be so much better mentally having a good cry releases emotions it's fine as long as you're not crying for weeks then there's a problem what does your future hold I don't know and that's okay I mean I've got um, I'm planning a wedding, so definitely being married, having another kid, maybe one more when we're a bit older, if we've got enough money for, you know, a bigger house. Um, yeah, buying a new house and decorating our own place, getting a dog, um, all those nice things really. I mean, I don't really want much for my future. Um, not in the sense of I'm not motivated, but I don't want the things that I did want, like the material things. I just want to be happy with my family, going on holidays, you know, supporting my kids through school. And, you know, that's what I want. Like that, that's what makes me happy. What are the hopes? What are your hopes for your daughter? That is such a cute question. Um, I don't know right now. I mean, she's only four, so it's not like she's got a passion or something. And I can say, oh, I hope she succeeds in that. Um, you know, she's only four. I've got no idea what she's going to want to do. But yeah, I just hope that she's just the cliche, really, that she's happy doing what she what she wants to do, that she's that she's happy being with someone. She's happy being alone. She can stick up for herself, that she, you know, ends up being a kind person, all of those things. A long and happy life. How has being a parent changed you? Um, well, it's changed my looks dramatically. Um, used to have an amazing body, used to be, you know, really thin, and now um, I'm a size 14 and I have a chubby face. <laughs> and I'm not as patient as I was, and I'm always tired, but it's changed me. I don't even know. I don't even know if I can pinpoint something. It just the whole of me is different. Like the way I talk to children, to other children, the way I think of other children when I see them in the street, um, you know, my patience, um, anything I do, I think about my daughter first. And that's such a, a difference from when you don't have kids to when you do. And no, no regrets having her whatsoever honestly it's changed me for the better it's the make or break of me it was going to be you know when I was pregnant with her because the situation I was in and stuff I'll get into that for another podcast episode but yeah she's changed me for the better and she's amazing 
so yeah thank you for listening to my rant and ramble um oh 20 questions in 20 minutes how amazing is that um yeah so that's it come back for episodes episode eight next week um not quite sure i've got a couple things lined up so i'm not sure what's going to be um in episode eight yet but i'm sure i'll let you guys know thanks for all the support again guys and i'll see you next week